Andrew. So Andrew, uh, just jumping right in, uh, I, I, I don't do a great job on bios at all. I apologize. If there's anything that you'd like to add about B2B Bank and, and your, your own history there, please go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Andrew McKillop, I've been with uh, B2B Bank a little over three years now, involved on the broker side of the business uh, over two, um, but in financial services forever. Uh long time. And, um, and uh, I look after the uh, intermediary business, it's called a B2B bank, which is um, financial advisors and uh, distributing our products and services through financial advisors, and also mortgage brokers. And, uh, and obviously, that's a big area of focus for our bank, because we don't do the direct to consumer thing. So we count on mortgage brokers as being our partners in crime as we uh, grow the business together. Well, let's not use that term. Let's not use that term. <laughs> partners in uh, partners in prosperity. That's better. <laughs> so, what I'm what I'm personally very interested in, and I, I imagine a number of people are too, is uh, are you able to share with us any data around uh, submissions of refinances versus versus purchases? Uh, you know, because we we know purchases are obviously down to some extent, but are they down ten percent? Are they down fifty percent? What like what are you seeing uh, based on historical averages, if, if you're able to share that data with us? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, B2B Bank was, uh, for the most part, we uh, slowed down drastically in the broker space, obviously, a couple of years ago, and then started to come back uh, in the second third quarter last year and have really been on a growth trajectory. So we aren't seeing the slowdown that a lot of lenders are because we were on this trajectory from a low base, mind you, but it was it was, uh, it was an upward uh, climb. Now, it's slowing for sure. We are seeing that. Um, and it certainly is shifting towards refi versus purchases. So if you think about Normally, we would be a split. We'd be 50-50-ish um, refi to purchase. Um, now, we're more three quarters to a quarter uh, from refis to purchase ratio. So, we are seeing that, which means even in a world where our, our application volume is pretty flat or slightly up, um, we've dropped by one, one side by 50% and the other side went up by 50%, if you want to think about it that way and do the back math on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and I think that is reflective of a lot of individual brokers that I've spoken with uh, their own book of business. So, it, you know, their their story aligns uh, with your story. So everyone sounds like they're on the same page. Of course, right. the question is, you know, can the refi momentum carry us through this this lull in purchases and how long is that going to last? So we'll, we'll see. There's a lot of... Uh, reference to pent-up demand and uh i actually i don't i don't believe those apply i think it's pent-up demand i think it really does exist and it's it's hopefully going to save us in q3 q4 on the on the purchase side so as far as b2b bank goes then what what is what would you what would you say is b2b's specific niche in the broker channel like what what, what does a broker want to keep in mind uh what sort of yeah. style no good question um for for us we really do. We do soup to nuts. We do the full service for sure, uh, from prime insured right down to all all day products as well. Um, we're we're a balance sheet lender, so we can do that. We do have flexibility in our lending. Um, our niche that we're really focused on growing right now is the all day business and and the programs uh, to complement the insured conventional uh, uh, side of the business. Um, 
But there's two newer programs that we launched recently that that brokers have have really um, attached to and really uh, promoted, and and it's great. They're finding it quite valuable. The the one is is an equity program, and that you know to really help those that have good equity or down payment but higher ratios. Uh, maybe the credit score isn't quite there. Um, so that that's really made a big difference uh, in the flexibility of what we can do, and gets a lot of deals done. And then the other side is uh, our net worth program. So this one's been around a couple of months now. So we're starting to see momentum really pick up there. And the net worth, uh, again, it supports those with liquid assets over 150,000. Once you qualify for, call it 150,000, and you have 150,000 in additional assets, uh, dollar for dollar will match it over and above, regardless of ratio. So that opens the door on those that have uh, good savings um, and and uh, are able to uh, demonstrate that as well. So flexibility. Does, that, does equity and additional properties count towards that net worth? Uh, no, the equities and properties aren't. It has to be liquid. So it has to be assets. It can be RSPs and things like that, um, but it does have to be liquid. Okay. Um, unless there's a pending sale of a property, in which case we can use that as liquid as well, if that's a firm sale. What about a whole life insurance policy that can be leveraged? Yeah, the whole life we're not using right now. Never say never. It's evolving. It's a new program. Uh, so we're always looking at different assets that can be, but mainly we're thinking stocks, bonds, mutual funds, GICs, yeah. savings. Easily the, liquid. Yeah, the easy stuff right now. Yeah, the cash yeah. under the mattress doesn't count either for the record. <laughs> so it, it's interesting. I think one of the things uh, that you said there that, that, um, viewers really want to lock on to, if you haven't heard the term before, or you've heard it, but haven't really understood it, balance sheet lender. Uh, a lot of times when you're looking for that unwritten exception, you're looking for the lender with the unwritten rules, uh, who's going to actually be able to make something special happen. You know, that, that GDS, TDS, it's over the line on a conventional file. Insured is insured. There's a, there's a hard stop on GDS and TDS in the insured space. But keep in mind a balance sheet lender, that's going to be the lender that's going to be able to put out a program like an equity program or a net worth program. So, you know, that's balance sheet lender is your friend in a lot of cases. And, uh, yeah, and the one thing I, sorry, no, go ahead. I, is, is on, on both these programs, there are no lender fees. Uh, rates are fully discounted plus, plus BIPs. Um, but uh, they are based on fully discounted across the board and there's no lender fee up front. Fair enough. And uh, and as we say, liquidity defined as like push a button and the money's in your account in the next three business days type thing. Not six months from now, not maybe, maybe. Yeah, ex exactly. It, it, it shows a savings pattern, number one, but it also has liquidity. Uh, the other niche I know that B2B uh, does quite well in is rentals, I believe. You, you have some pretty unique rental programs and policies as well. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, and, and the rentals really, uh, the flexibility punchline for rentals is 10 doors and up to $2 million with B2B. So just with us. 10 so doors. Yeah, that's that's huge. There's not an awful lot of lenders in our space left that'll look at an application. You know, and a lot of clients, uh, or a lot of bro well, clients and brokers alike, they struggle to understand like, where's the problem? Like these six properties cash flow beautifully, or these six properties are free and clear. They don't even have a mortgage on them. Why, why wouldn't a lender want those? And of course, the main reason is efficiencies. 
just underwriting a file with six additional properties on it is a colossal pain in the butt. And Andrew, I don't know, I didn't prepare you at all. We never had any kind of, con well, we, we really didn't prepare for this because uh, that's just not my style. Um, yeah. but, but to come out of the blue with a question for you, I've heard over the years, so I don't know if you can verify this at all, but it's my understanding that the majority of foreclosures at a, at a lender, and I've heard numbers of 75% to 90% of properties that ultimately wind up in foreclosure on a lender's books are in fact investment slash rental properties. Is that, I don't yeah. know if you can speak to that at all. Absolutely. Um, not specific numbers, of course, but, um, but you're, you're in the ballpark. It yeah. is a, it is it is the risk. Um, so for us to underwrite those, it takes some pretty uh, good specialization. Um, and you're right; it's not good for efficiency, but it's good for differentiation. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a great way to position yourselves, and uh, and then it's just a matter of process, right? Uh, you know, having a, a policy on the amount of documents you want upfront at submission with the file and, and that kind of thing, and. You know, you got to be an organized broker to process a file that's got 10 doors in it anyway. So it's for a, sure. Yeah, a little bit of a test. But it's it's good, I think, for people to understand that, you know, the reason there's these premiums on rentals and restrictions on that make it difficult where a lot of a lot of lenders, you can basically just see are raising the bar so high that they're just saying, like, we don't want rentals. And that's why, because they do represent a radically disproportionate amount of foreclosures. Whereas the other uh, figure I heard was like for the typical chartered bank in Canada, uh, rentals represent something like 4% of the overall mortgages they hold. So if you're doing something 4% of the time and it represents 75 to 90% of the, the, the pain in your life, why mm -hmm. would you keep doing that 4% thing that causes the majority of the pain in your life? It, it just makes sense. So, yeah. so, don't take that, any of those notes away. <laughs> and, uh, and, and thank you for, I mean, 10 doors is, is phenomenal. Do, do you know uh, rental offset versus add back? What, is, it, is it a rental worksheet or is it just a simple percent add back or percent offset that you use? Yeah, so it depends. Subject, you know, subject property, it's 50% of the gross um, added. Don't include taxes or utilities. And then non-subject, 80% uh, of the rental income, less PIT and 50% uh, of condo fees. And then the surplus is added to the income, deficit to the liabilities. Okay, so it's an add back. Yeah, it's yeah. a base. Yeah, yeah still it's, it's a generous calculation for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we're kind of keeping it really short and sweet here, but is there anything else you'd like to, to say? We've got a, an audience of 240 uh, brokers here right now. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think you've really highlighted some pretty unique pieces around B2B, but. Well, yeah, just, I mean, just that we're 100% open for business now. We've really uh, come through the crisis. We had the backlog that everyone else did when the systems went down and things like that. We're long since through that. Everyone's working remotely now, 100%. We're doing e-docs. We're doing modified appraisals. We're, we're doing everything you need to do to, to operate in the space we're in now. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't used us, give us a try. And if you, you have, thank you for doing that. And uh, thank you, for, Dustin, for having me and, uh, and doing these. These are great. Well, I, I appreciate it. And there, there are a few questions here, actually, before you go, if we want to just tackle a couple of them real quick. Um, one of them is the question around the interest rate differential. So is it, uh, I mean, B2B is a bank, is it a, a traditional 
interest rate differential based off discount from posted? Yeah, it is. It is. We can get more details to the questioner if they want as well. Yeah, I think that uh, that's that's something that's easy to deal with directly. Mm-hmm. And um, what else did we have here? RSPs and our ESPs, are those considered a liquid asset? They are. We'll take them down a bit. Um, not, uh, you know, because our ESP is obviously the, the grant and because the withholding tax on the, on the RSP side, but they are a liquid asset. Perfect. I think uh, the other questions are a little bit uh, in, into the weeds and probably better, better, better had as a conversation with the BDM directly. Uh, we don't, we don't want to hang on to you too long here because I know you've got something else coming up shortly, but yeah. thank well, you so much. BABbank.com slash mortgages, and we got BDMs all over there. Or get a hold of me. My name's in the corner there, Andrew.McKillop at BDBbank.com, and we'll get you set up. Perfect. Well, again, thanks so much for your time, Andrew. Really good to see you again. Great. Thanks, Dustin. See you, Eric. See you later.